How's everybody doing? Where's Brendan? Brent, dude, you are the man. All right. I want. I have no idea what that was, my brother. But you need to teach me the elephant in the piston. I don't even. I don't even get it. Who made? Who made that game up? Who made that game up? Nobody knows. There's not like a guy. Oh, you made it up. Okay, so um, I. Who was at the services today? Who a good a good a good number of you? All right, awesome. Uh, where's Tim? Tim, you my man. Because you have red hair, my brother. All right, yeah, you and I, I'm telling you, I looked just like this kid, man, when I was a teenager, right there. You're the man. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about porn. I'm watching this. I'm watching this. Hey, by the way, I'm going to need help getting these in the car when I'm done, because I'm taking those back home. No, we'll get them on the plane. Six o'clock, you're going to go to Philly with me. We're going to get them on the plane. Um, all right, real quick about me. Here's the snapshot. The snapshot is I'm, I'm going to be 50 in January. <laughs> I have three kids. One of them's a teenager. Six, I, right. She's 16. Yeah, right. Um, who is uh, on Snapchat or Instagram right now? Okay, what I'm going to need you to do is all get a picture of me real quick. And then hashtag, hello, hashtag, hashtag like JR's great or like JR's the man. And then at me, at, at me, at J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. And don't worry, you won't, you won't find any bad pictures on my site. There'll be no cleavage photos on my site. Don't worry. Don't worry. And no, there's no pouty lips either, you know? None of that stuff. Um, okay, so here's what they told me. Here's what they told me. I can keep you as long as I want. Who's got to go to school tomorrow? Is it? What? Oh, you don't want to. All right, you're excused. Um, seriously, though, so, so you know, here's the, here's the best part of my weekends when I do this is, is, is you guys. And I do do that because we're not going to do, like, rules and regulations what i want to do is i want to move you guys into a spot where you truly understand some of the situations that are going on here but here's what i know here's what i know and here's what i told your parents i told your parents that they need to be your students when it comes to the technology today okay so and here's what i mean because at the end of the day, they might say they know instagram they might say they know snapchat they might say they know facebook they do not, and we understand that. Are we good on that? Y'all are like looking at me like, I know you get it. I know you get it. So, here, so here's what I want to do. The rule number one is when you go home over the next couple weeks, I want you to teach. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to all the conversations down there. When you guys go home, I want you to teach your parents. Who's on Snapchat? Come on, y'all, really? Okay, who's on Instagram? Who's on Facebook? I know nobody's on Facebook anymore, right? Facebook is so like, I know the old guy in the back's on Facebook. Facebook is so yesterday, right, dude, or no? Are you on, are you on any of them? No, you're not. You're on Snapchat? Okay, so wait, here we go, here we go. So I want you to go home over the next two weeks, and I want you to teach your parents, I want you to teach your parents Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. Can you all do that for me? Try, try, try. Okay, try. 
Um, all right, so I'm going to run some numbers. I'm going to run some numbers. Some of the numbers you might have heard me say today and then some you didn't, but I just want everybody to get this. Let me put the old man glasses on. Has everybody Instagrammed me yet or no? I don't, I don't hear my phone. J-R-M-A-H-O-N. It's at J-R-M-A-H-O-N. Hey, could you put that on the screen? Okay, listen to this. This is serious. This is serious. Um, I don't like any of these stats to tell you guys tonight. I'm just, I'm vibing it. So, uh, so here's the deal. Search engines, you all know search engines. Search engines get 116,000 queries a day about child pornography. So let's bring this into a real serious light. 116,000 times in a 24-hour period, search engines get hit for child porn. So child porn, let me help you, is essentially rape. It's essentially rape at the end of the day. And what happens with child pornography is child pornography is, is it's horrible. And I've seen it, and I hope you never see it, but here's what it is. It's anybody that's under 18 years old enveloped or on display in a sexual act of any kind. In porn world, there are men and women in this country designed to shoot child pornography, either video or stills, and send it out as young as a six-month-old. Six-month-old. Okay? So I want that to be just a serious note that we're going to start on, and then we're going to get stupid more. But I want everybody to understand that, that that's where we will start tonight. We will start in that serious tonality that if you know an infant, you know an infant or a child or a baby or somebody that's even five or under, there are kids out there, you guys, that have already been abused to the point where they are now on the Internet forever in a sexually compromising position. That's like baseline underbelly of, of porn situation. And here's what I know about you guys. And, and I want you to know I got way respect for you guys. And here's why I've got way respect for you guys. Because I know you're navigating a situation that's never happened in the history of the world. So I got mad respect. And I want you to know that. More so than the, 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 the services this morning or the parents before you, mad respect. And here's why. Because I know that the, the, the technology that you guys have today in your pockets and at home and everything and you use it at school... It has the potential to kick your butts, period. And I know you get that, and I know you get the proliferation of these images, but I also know there's a normalization going on. A normalization going on. Meaning, what's becoming the new norm for your generation is the acceptance of this insanity and this crazy over-sexualization of what's happening in the world. So, mad respect. My 16-year-old daughter, I look at her, and she's beautiful. I'll show you photos. I, I promise you, I'll show you photos when we're done. Or if you're on my Instagram, you can see her. Her name is Mia, and she's gorgeous. And I don't say that because she, uh, I'm her dad. Maybe kind of a little bit. But she's, she's crazy beautiful, and I know that she faces this proliferation every single day. And honest to God, inside of her, sometimes she raises her hand, and she's like, holy crap, Dad. I mean, it is constant, nonstop. And her worth is changing. So her worth, so Mia, like sometimes, has a hard time understanding her worth, and she puts it on her boobs or her butt or her face or the makeup or the hair or what prom dress she's wearing or not wearing, and it becomes all about like real surfacey stuff, and it makes her feel like really small sometimes because maybe she's not as beautiful as that girl, or maybe that hot guy doesn't like her. So mad respect. And I also want you to know that your parents who were in here before, how many people? How many parents were in here? How many? 
There was 55 parents in here. So what does that speak? That speaks to me that they love you and care about you regardless of what you think about what they think about your technology right now. So hear that again. Hear it again. Mia gets crazy with me and the technology. I've taken away her phone twice. Now she has a, a dumb phone, I guess you call it. Dumb phone, dumb phone. It's not a smartphone. That's what it is. It's kind of like a flip phone, but that's what she has because Mia's had problems in the past too. I bring this to you knowing that Mia knows I'm going to talk about her too. Mia's a class act. She's like, yes, Daddy, you can talk about me. I'm 16 and I want to make sure that I help and reflect some of this too, but mad respect. My boys, 11 and a 12-year-old, 11 and a 13-year-old, the 13-year-old man, <laughs> I catch him looking at porn, and he's like, I got hacked. It's the Russians, Dad. <laughs> it may be on my history, but it wasn't me. So here's what I get. Ready? I get, I get that we've seen it. I get that we look at it. I get that it's pervasive. I get that it's passed around. So I understand that. But again, I want you to know, at a baseline level, I'm super, super stoked and respectful of the situation you guys are in right now because when I was your age, I didn't have to face this kind of pressure every day online. And maybe you're not, and that's cool, and I'm with you, and I'm glad for you, and that's great. But I know for the majority of you, you're facing that, and it's all about worth. It's all about who you are in relation to somebody else. But what I want you to know is we go back to that, that, that horrible underbelly of porn when we talk about child pornography. I want you to know that that's the existence. That's where they're fueling themselves to capture you. They want to capture you. They want to grab you. And in some cases, your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriends want to do the same thing. So right away, I'll tell you about the rules in my house. And there's rules in my house because as a parent, I've got to have some kind of captivity, man, of their, of their situation because I can't have my kids run amok inside of this crazy technology. So I have a rule in my house. There's no technology in the bedrooms. There's no phones. There's no laptops. There's no iPads. They can't have anything alone inside of a bedroom. Why? Did I just make that up randomly one day? I was walking around going, okay, you can't. No, no more. Absolutely not. It's because every one of my kids has looked at porn and shared bad photos with somebody else. All right? And I know as young as they are and as teenager-ish as they are, and again, I say that with all mad respect for you guys, I know that there has to be some kind of correction because what I don't want to see happen is your generation head out into the world and not have relationships with one another. I really do. I really want that. I mean, I hope you're dating or whatever course of action you're in as a teenager. I hope that's all happening and the dances and the hanging out and all that stuff and the movie night and all that stuff. But what I really hope is you guys hear me like this is about relationships. This is about kind of looking forward and looking forward for you guys, me, me personally. I'm hoping you have relationships, right? And I'm hoping you don't have relationships with your phone. I'm hoping you don't have relationships with your iPad, I'm hoping you don't have relationships that will burn you so badly that might put you in a position where you can't come back unless you need help, which is okay to need help too. Y'all vibing on that a little bit? So there's rules in my house that there's no technology like that. You also heard me say I took away my uh, daughter's uh, uh, smartphone. It was an iPhone, and I, I took it away because she, she, you know, porn found her, and she found porn, and that's all there is to it. And again, I say that with her permission. 
I say that with her permission. But as a parent, you got to understand, like 55 people that were here before you, they love you enough to give you the idea of holiness, right? And it's church, so we'll say holiness. But give you the idea, the assemblance of right and maybe wrong, wrong. And here's what I know. I know and I'm convinced that you guys get what I'm saying because you have the technology and you guys are the force to be reckoned with when it comes to this as it goes forward. You guys get it. You guys get it. My 11, 13, and 16-year-old can use a Mac, an iPhone, and any type of technology way better than me or my wife can. And I'm in it every day. I'm also in the television industry, the digital television industry, and I think I get it, but they get it way more than I do. And I also get that Snapchat and Instagram and all those things are so easily manipulated when it comes to the forms of pictures and videos that we put out that any one of you can do anything and communicate with anybody. Who was the guy talking to Thailand earlier? Where was Where is he? Right there. I mean, that dude was talking to somebody in Thailand just a second ago. So that proves my point, right? Talking to somebody. It's 7 o'clock in the morning in Thailand. 7 o'clock in the morning in Thailand. And he's talking to somebody in Thailand. When I was your age, I couldn't talk to Thailand. I couldn't. I didn't even know where Thailand was, man. I just found out. My point is, is do you get it? The, the, the senses of responsibility for a young man to communicate with somebody in Thailand for me is big and is huge, and that's why I have respect for that. But I also know that as a 50-year-old, maybe some of the stuff that I know needs to be dropped down to you guys. And I get the reality of porn so much so that I know 16, 17, and 18-year-olds, female and male, that have already lost their mind to porn and need help. And I know your generation is get kicked square right in the pants with this. And I want to say and bring it to a level where you guys can talk about it amongst yourselves. That's great. But maybe even drop it into your parents' lap or maybe even drop it into a mentor's lap or maybe even drop it into a teacher's lap or a pastor's lap. Because I know what you face. I know what you face. You know, and you can believe that or not believe that, but know that I'm in the battle with you because of my kids. So my kids, I don't know if you heard, I adopted three kids, and they all came sibling group. There were three of them, brothers and sisters, same mom, different dads. Mom was a crack addict prostitute that sold Mia as in, in, to John's when she was uh, as a prostitute and then sold the unit of them to a pornographer on Saturday, uh, uh, day, uh, Saturday days so the guy would take pictures of them and send them out on the Internet. So I am in it. Did I expect these three children in my lives with that scenario knowing that I started a ministry? I started a ministry to help people with the proliferation of, of pornography. I started a ministry to help people in the porn industry. I never knew that would happen, that these three children would have that kind of background. So I'm in it with you. I'm in it with you. So with the holiness piece that I'm talking about is I'm really asking you guys to to question your friend's behavior online, your behavior online, and really understand where it's coming from and what is driving you as young people to have those desires met online. Because I want you to know, the desires you really seek are one to another. One to another. You know, it's like, it's awesome. Like, I wish, I wish adults, man, would hang out on the furniture like y'all do. Because you guys get it. There is such an intimate connection with, like, look at the intimate connections. And my hope is that the, these connections, they keep going. But when we put 
overly sexualized images into our mind, whether it's video or still images or even the written word, it jacks us up. And it has the potential to jack your whole life up. So if I go back to my kids who are unwilling victims of this, unwilling victims of this, who have to grow up in a scenario where they know this happened to them, I have to again turn around to them and tell them the same thing because they, because of the abuses, will gravitate to this. And that's where I am trying to steer people into holiness. Steer people into the understanding and idea that you need to protect yourself when it comes to what's going on with your technology. And maybe you don't want to. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you enjoy it. And that's a whole other conversation. But I want you to be aware of it. I want you to ask yourselves why you're looking, why you're going for it. Why do I share a sexually explicit photograph? Why do I want the presence of my body to lead for me? Why do I want that? I watch my 16-year-old daughter, like I say, every day, and there's a part of it that breaks my heart, but there's a part of it that makes me happy because she's figuring these things out with me. Because all these conversations that I'm having with you, man, I have with Mia, and I have with Angel, and I have with Z and my youngest. I have these conversations. You know, she went to a dance. She went to homecoming just recently, and she put this beautiful dress on, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. The first dress she tried on was for Mia. And it, she came out, man, and I was like, I was like, okay, now that's a dress. That's a dress. That's wonderful. And we stood back in the mirror, and I looked at her, and I said, hey, what is this dress doing for you? Why is this attractive for you? What do you like about you in this dress? And she explained it to me, and as we went down the conversation, it became more about what she thought she was worth, her body. Because she knows she gets attention that way. Her attention, her face, her hair, her makeup gets attention that way. And for some, you know, that thing in her head that's like, I, I, you know, I want that. And there's a gravitational pull to that. And I get where you're at in your age, and, that, and I, that's understandable. You know, I'm 50 and I want to look cool. Try to. Try to. I like wearing black. I like wearing... Thanks. Thanks. You make me feel young. But if you understand what I'm saying, I have the same type of desire. So here, here's, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that you question yourselves when it comes to images and video that are online. And I hope you question and ask yourselves why. Why am I attracted to certain things? Why will I let certain things go? And again, I want you to teach your parents. I want you to teach your parents the technology that reigns today. Because pornography, and again, I'm not even going to ask if you've seen it, because pornography will stifle your intimate relationships with the people around you. And maybe right now, it may be not be a reality for you, but I'm probably certain that you know a few people that are into it probably more than they should be. And for the record, your parents struggle with these same issues. The seniors struggle with these same issues. But I'm hoping to set up a bunch of gener- a, a, this generation with the idea of holiness, Re- regardless of how in we are on Jesus or not, regardless if we're wearing a cross, tat, whatever. Regardless, I'm asking you to pursue it. Pursue holiness. Question yourself. Question the people around you. Watch the online activity. And to really buckle down in what your life will be when it comes to you being a teenager. Y'all are so... I like that. Now, I don't want to make this all about me, but I do want to do this. 
if you have questions, I want to help be a guidepost. I want to help be kind of a, um, a light or a beacon, maybe something that you can look at. Is there anyone that has any questions or any comments about what's happening in your lives as far as the, por- the porn issue? Do you have any questions for me? So here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some questions maybe you want. So I started a ministry called, I helped start a ministry called Triple X Church with four other guys, three other guys. And in Triple X Church, we used to go to porn shows. So here's what porn show looks like. So you know how there's conventions that you can go to for anything, and the porn community has conventions where they load in like a thousand booths, and they literally sell their stuff either to themselves in the business or people that come in. I would go and rent a booth space in these conventions and hand out Bibles. Now you would think that those people would kick you out, but they actually came to call us pastors. So, you know, this is, where, this is where my life has started in this, in this challenge of understanding it. And by the way, people in the porn industry are just like us. They're just like us. And I know hundreds of porn stars and hundreds of porn producers and hundreds of people that manufacture and move porn through the... I, I know them. I know them. In some cases, I've taken them to jail. In some cases, I've watched them come out of the business. In some cases, I've watched them get married. I mean, it's awesome. Really awesome. In some cases, I've actually seen them take Christ into their lives, believe it or not. Pretty amazing. But there's a devastating side to all of this, y'all. And I could read you the emails from people. And it's basically this. That as I pursued porn, my life fell into the toilet. Because my intimate relationships with one another started to die. Because there's a piece of my soul that went with it. So again, you may not think it's a big deal. But it's a big deal, and it's worthy of understanding. And I know there's that little piece in us, like I talked about this with the guys on Saturday. You know, the Bible talks about we all have eternity kind of burned into our hearts, and there's always this gravitational pull toward God. You know, again, some have a larger gravitational pull than others, perhaps. But I also know that when we, wor- when we work ourselves into porn and we work ourselves into overly sexual explicit understandings and looks, I also know that there's a pull away from it, but there's a desire, a sexual desire that we all have, all of us have, all of us have, that pulls us into places that aren't as, as wonderful as they should be. And that's why it's so, so important to understand that. Who's got a question or a comment? Is anybody yet? Go. What's your name? What's your name? Natalie. Yeah. That's fantastic. I was not in high school going, hey, man, I can't wait to go to porn shows. <laughs> I know you imagine. Imagine my face, my, like my yearbook photo and a little description. Wants to go into porn after high school. Yeah, my Instagram bio. Can't wait to go to a porn show. <laughs> Here's what drove me. <laughs> what, what did he say? Yeah, right. What, what drives me and drove me then is the relational understanding simply of love into the world and really helping people that have a deeper dive into something that perhaps they don't want to be in. So for me and these three other guys, it was understanding, and Ray, Triple X Church, for the record, started in groups like this in Southern California, in Corona, California, with a youth group. Because two pastors at the time were listening to you guys 
and they were like, yo, look at this. And at the time, it was downloadable files. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, an, an algorithm that went live right away. Right? You, had to da- you had to physically download something. Now you can look on servers anywhere in the world. So it was a conversation like this in these rooms, just like this, that led the two guys and then to two other guys to start this. But this, our simple approach was, yo, man, we really want to have the love of God kind of get kicked into some dark places. And we knew porn was a dark place. We know porn is a dark place. So that's what keeps me going today. That's what keeps me doing it today. What else? Yes. No? Yes? No? Nothing? How are you doing? You tell me. What's the hardest thing you guys face online? You tell me. Natalie. Natalie? Nat- what? What? What is it? Online shopping. Online shopping. Yeah, right. It can get you, right? Do you have a credit card? Okay, good. Seriously, what's the, Tim, what's the hardest thing you face online? Running out of data. Body image. Explain me, explain me more on that. What does that do to you inside? Yeah, it does. And listen, and uh, seriously, man, listen to that. Listen to that. And here's what I hope. I hope that doesn't drag into your adulthood, which is why I'm like, hey, when you go there and you start comparing yourself, you, you need to know that that's not your worth. Here's your worth. Your faith, your mind, and your heart. Your worth, faith, mind, and heart. Faith, mind, and heart. That's your worth. You can try to do whatever you want online and make it look as good as you possibly can do, but at the end of the day, it's you and God. Faith, mind, and heart. So I appreciate your honesty like big time. By the way, I face that same thing too, right? I'm 50, I'm getting older, I'm getting balding, right? I'm short, I usually look angry, I have fat chin, and I'm always like, oh, I don't want to take a selfie because I look fat. But you have to understand that that's what technology's done. Technology in this fashion has done that to us, right? A little bit. What else? Go. No? Go. Will social media help with what now? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, can you pass uh, porn through social media? Easier? Yes. 100%. So Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram aren't concerned about, about porn. At the end of the day, they're not. They say they are. Oh, please report bad images. Report. But at the end of the day, it's not like they've got five cubicles of 500 guys like making sure they weed through all the crap and getting rid of it. You can still throw it out there. I know what goes on. On Instagram, you can hashtag anything you want in a search and find anything. Boobs, butts, lips, anything, sex, anything you want. So yes, it's easily passed around. What else? Go. Right. They feel like they can say whatever you want. How does that affect you? Right. So there's 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 you're saying there's pressure going on right now on social media. There's pressure. Anybody else feel the pressure? 
Go. Right. Do you all take breaks? Y'all take breaks from your technology? 100%. So in my house, hey, get this ready. My 11, my 13, you're my 16 year old. Ready for this? I wait for the ooze in the eyes. My 11 and 13 year old only get an hour online. You get a half hour? You, you get two hours a week? Who else has an hour? An hour? An hour? An hour? Yeah, right, an hour. So get this, how, how many people are on the computer on school, at school? How many of you, how many of you seen some bad stuff at school? Boop. Yeah. Yeah. To, to your point, to your point, have an off switch. Have an off switch. Right? Have an off switch. What else? Go. How many likes have I got on my photo? Oh, on mine? Yeah. So, okay, this is a great point. This is a great point. If you're following this point, here you go. Ready? So, anybody know how many uh, followers Kim Kardashian has? Who follows Kim Kardashian? Who else? Who else? So wait. So wait. So let's do this. Let's do this on Kim Kardashian. Her her most liked photos, Snapchat, Instagram whatever, her most liked photos are her nude. It makes sense that the world would like her nude. So let's get that out right now, right? It makes sense that the world would like her nude. But here's the deal. The only thing we've seen of Kim Kardashian is her nude. We don't have a worth or a value with Kim because there's no intimate relationship with Kim. So in essence, what's happening on Kim Kardashian's Instagram is we are getting a surface skin-to-skin look at Kim and no intimate relationship. And by the way, it drops down to you as you take it in. As you take it in, it's a new normal. It becomes a new normal for your lives, which is why I'm asking you to question what you're looking at, question what your friends are looking at, and understand what's going on in you with your own sexual desires. You all have sexual desires. I get it. We all get it. And I want you to think about that as you go forward. What else? What else? Every time I see these two dudes in the back, I'm like, they ain't 16. Go ahead. Right. 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 So shame and guilt. Sh- uh, Natalie, right? Okay, so Natalie, and I appreciate your honesty. It was huge. Um, you know, 
it's easy to get lost on other people's stuff, right? We look at other people's stuff. You know, for, for me, it's like I'm, I'm not the best dad. I, I don't have the right car. I'm not wearing the right shoes. I don't have the right shirt. My hair, like I get lost real quickly. Or it becomes a matter of how successful or unsuccessful I am, even as a teenager. Like, man, I'm, I'm not the right-looking athlete, whatever it is. Anyways, all these things in us produce shame and they produce guilt, and then they lead us down a path to fill the shame and fill the guilt. And in, in, and in most cases, it, it's the sexual disaster of pornography. So that creates a vortex inside of us and spins us around a little bit and chews us up and spits us back out alone, alone. So shame and guilt need to be stopped. So here's what I told your parents, you know. I told your parents, yo, when you're meeting your kids on this platform, when, you're, when your mom and dad are meeting you with this and talking to you about this, what you really need to do is meet this without shame and guilt and not yelling, right? And not, oh, I'm taking your phone and I'm, I'm going to rip the computer out of the wall and we're stopping the internet. It's to meet the desire and understand the desire. I encourage you, and this may sound crazy, I encourage you to talk to your parents about your sexual desire. I encourage you to talk to your parents about an intimate connection that you would like with whoever it is. And I know that sounds like cuckoo town, but I really encourage it. I encourage it. And, I, and here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping then that they listen to you, and as they listen to you, that you guys form a bigger bond and a deeper go with your parents. That's what I'm really hoping for. A bond that's a, that's a good bond. Now, if it's not with your parents, because I get it, if it's not your parents, like I say, man, I hope it's with somebody that's a mentor and that can really help steer you, pastor, teacher, somebody like that. What else? Go. Right. Yes. Right, 100%. Mm. Right. Right. And, and, you know, again, I mean, we can volley... And as, that's one, it's, it's a wonderful awareness that you have. And the, the awareness is that that's not real. The awareness is it's not real. Porn will tell you what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to be like. None of it is real. So, uh, you know, I've never met, and I said this earlier, and, and perhaps, you, you know, perhaps you heard it. I never have met a porn star that told me that that's what they wanted to do with their life. Never. Never met a porn star. And I always ask, hey, was this something you want? Here's a great story. There's um, a girl named Sunny, not a real name. Her real name's Michelle. Uh, in porn, they, re they will rename you. Um, and Sonny says to me, um, I used to be a professional skater. I was a professional skater, and I was in L.A. And I broke my ankle. And I was fairly good-looking and doing some modeling, and the modeling led to porn. And then she said, and this is at a show. This is at a porn show in L.A. And she says, I want you to meet my mom. And her mom was at the show. And then her mom came in, thrilled to death that Sonny had this career going away from, from skating, from the broken ankle. And as I started to go deeper and dive deeper with Sonny, I started to realize that, in fact, she had believed all that worth garbage that was out there and constantly tried to fill herself, whatever it was, to look successful and more better and greater and wonderful. And so she wound up in the porn industry that was all too happy to have her. 
And her mom was at the show. I mean, that was speaking volumes about the family and what the family thought and believes and understands. And by the way, you guys, these stories are not too far from y'all. They're not too far from this room. They're not. Remember, I got kids, and they're just like you guys. You'd love them. They would fit in here in a minute. They would have done the, the game, the thing, in a minute. But they struggle with the same things you do. But I just want everybody to know your value and your worth are not those, ex- those sexually explicit situations that are happening and being passed around. That's not it. That's not it. I really hope you, you hopefully you find all your own individualized true selves as you navigate life. And what I'm really hoping is that navigation takes place with perhaps your parents or a mentor or somebody that's really close to you as, a, as an older adult. I mentor hundreds of people over the time. I've mentored hundreds, and I'm privileged and blessed to have that. And I also get mentored. My mentor is a, girl, a woman girl, a woman named Cheryl. And she's like Yoda. You know what I mean? She's like Yoda. And she looks at me sometimes and cuts me open so quickly because I can be a jerk real quick. And I love her for that. I have another mentor. His name is Dallas. He lives in Cleveland, in Akron, Ohio. And he's another guy that helps drive me even at 50. When I was your age, when I was 18, I had a guy named Tommy Cusick. Tommy Cusick was a dock worker from Cleveland, Ohio. He had fists the size of these cushions. They were huge. You know, and I was a stupid 18-year-old. I can't even tell you the shenanigans I would get into. And Tommy would regularly have me over for coffee. And I'd go over for coffee, and I'd be talking stupid, and he'd smack me in the back of the head with those big hands. I know he was not a very good Christian, right? No, he, he was a great Christian. The point is, is that I hope you have navigators like that. Who has a navigator? Does anybody have a navigator in life? Somebody that you count? That's okay. What, what's that? You have a navigator? Do you have a navigator? Prince Henry. Prince Henry. I like that. That guy is a navigator. Right? Let's hear it for Prince Henry. <laughs> You're the man. All right, listen, I'm not going to keep everybody. It's 8 o'clock. But here, here I'm going to leave you with something real quick. I, I just, again, I really want to tell you. I really want to tell you. I really want you to get it. I have crazy respect for all of you in this room because you guys face something that no generation has ever faced. And I want you to know that if nobody's told you, I think you're doing a good job. I think you're doing a good job. And if you get off track or you feel like you need something from somebody, please talk to somebody. Don't hold it in. If you want to talk about your sexual desires, do it. If you don't want to talk about your sexual desires, I don't care. Do it anyway. But I have mad respect for you guys. I appreciate the attention, and I really do because, I mean, dude, I get it. If you all need me, I'm at J.R. Man. Oh, is it up? I'm here. I'm here. If you have questions or comments, or anything, you can post it. I will answer. I, will, I promise you I'll answer right back. Even the disgusting questions, I'll answer back. Thank you all very much. Have a great rest of the weekend. Have fun. Thank you.